I think this is episode 27 of Thelma and Tom Look Left. And uh, yeah, great. First one of the year, Thelma, and great to see you and lots to talk about utter chaos in British politics. And of course, some hopefully really good news for the left, which, you know, to be fair, I really need to hear. Um, (laughs) So everything okay, Thelma? Yeah, good to see you, Tom, and to uh, have this opportunity for a chat this afternoon, which was really unplanned, wasn't it? But um, events have have just been so full on over this last few days that I think it's important that we um, well do talk to each other and update people out there. Um, yeah, it's been very busy over the last twenty four hours um, because you'll you'll know, Tom, that um, we've been having discussions. Um, with different uh, members of the smaller political parties or leaders of, of the smaller left political parties and campaign groups. Um, and last night we met till quite late. And I'm pleased to say that we now have a, a formal um, memorandum of understanding, um, a formal alliance uh, between uh, Breakthrough Party, Northern Independence Party, Left Unity, um, and uh, Tusk, um, uh, the coalition. Um, so um, they they have agreed. Um, it's a kind of broad brushstroke uh, policy platform, uh, democratic socialist policies. Um, it's taken a long time. We've been meeting, um, and there's other people involved as well. But these are the four uh, smaller parties that have come together to agree an electoral strategy for the future and to collaborate and work together. But we've been meeting for for nearly a year now. It's taken all this time to bring people together and get around the table um, and agree what the core purpose is. And of course, that's to end up with a socialist government. Um, And as you say, the times in politics at the moment are just so so dire, aren't they? Um, That um, uh, the... I've been busy this morning making sure, uh, working with others, that I got the social media out and the announcement out for people. And I know a lot of socialists have just been waiting, uh, you know, for an announcement uh, and waiting to have somewhere to go <laughs> politically um, and and some, something that they feel has integrity. Um, and uh, when you see what's happening in Westminster at the moment, I think that, you know, there is that political vacuum. And I mean, this is just the beginning. Um, we are talking with a lot of other um, campaign groups and the smaller political parties. So we're hoping our alliance will grow. Um, so it's the People's Alliance of the Left, um, which I'm proud to have coordinated and I'm currently chairing. Um, but uh, for those who, who are interested, um, it's very much you can approach any of those four uh, main parties for further details of how you can get involved. But it does give people a choice. And that, that's the important thing, I think, Tom. Yeah, I quite like that about it, Tom. I mean, I've only, I know you've been working hard on this project for a long time. And I've kind of asked you a few questions, you know, before and after we've done our podcasts for, uh, to, to get a bit of info. And I, I, I so I did know that you know, you, your hard work was starting to pay off and, and we were coming to a point where hopefully, you know, we can present something and, and today's that day and it's, it is very exciting. I mean, it's a, it's a long road to travel still. Um, and, um, but what I did like particularly, I mean, I only really found out about it this morning, the details, because, you know, you, you, you know, understandably, and I don't blame you for this, you play your cards close to your chest and that's how it should be um but what i like is that because when i left the labor party i i joined resist because i i like chris and you know da 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 and it was great for a while but uh, but the idea at that point was that resist would turn into some kind of umbrella group and then they decided they wanted to be a party the membership and that was fine i i, I don't blame them or anything um but it wasn't for me because I I thought there's enough small parties. We need something. We need one thing. Now, we're not getting one thing, are we, Thelma? But what we're getting is the small things can still exist, which was always going to be the difficulty, really, of how to kind of merge them together. And Tusk kind of started to do it, didn't they? Uh, and now, hopefully, People's Alliance of the Left is going to, really give everybody the opportunity to 
pull together. So, so, so for example, for me, I'm uh, independent. I'm not in any political organisation. I'm in one small political organisation, but it's not um, got parliamentary ambition or anything like that. So for me now, to get involved in the People's Alliance of the Left, I've got to decide to join one of these parties. Is that correct? Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say, I mean, it'd be great if you would join one of the parties, and that's the idea, really. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who are very disaffected with the idea of party politics at the moment. Um, and I think they like to see it, as do I, really, um, as, as a democratic socialist movement, um, which I believe is growing at the moment. So I think... If people want to join a specific party within the alliance, that is absolutely great. Uh, and the more activists we've got and the more people to campaign we've got and the more people to stand as a candidate in the future we've got, that is absolutely fine. But I'm, I'm completely aware there's an awful lot of people that uh, do want to engage and are interested in politics, but their lives are very busy and there's lots of challenges and they may not want to make that commitment to be a member of a party, but do want to um have the knowledge that there is a group there is an alliance that will represent them and will work for them and does have integrity and is not going to um flip-flop about policy um, they will be there and they will be ingrained um, in everything that we do and how we behave. And even our meetings, Tom, um, I mean, obviously they're private meetings, so, you know, so far for the Alliance, um, but they're respectful and they are, uh, you come out of them um, feeling energised and it's hard work. Um, and people um, do sometimes challenge each other on different things. It's been had a lot of discussion about, um, you know, what what our policy platform would be, etc. Um, but it's um, it feels positive. That's that's the thing, and it feels comradely. Um, and I think that's what's missing because politics at the moment in Westminster just seems. Well, I, I called it a cesspit, I'm afraid, on, on social media because it just seems the backstabbing and the, uh, I don't know, the two-faced behaviour from a, a lot of people um, uh, and that kind of weather vane business going on with, oh, what's going to get us in power, not what's right. Um, it, it just seems on both sides of the house just seems um, not acceptable to many of the British public and um, I'm hoping it's only a small start and it will take time but everything has to start somewhere doesn't it Tom and um, yeah yeah I, I, I'm completely with you Thelma on, on this and um, you know the, the great advantage that the left has got is that we do know you know, we, we don't flip-flop because we know what we want and we, we're we straightforward about it. We're not yeah. playing that, oh, I think yeah. if we did this, it might come across better or whatever. This is us. And this... Yeah, I was just going to say, it's not about people with careers either. I mean, I've had already this morning quite a few um, left media, obviously, requests. And I've said, well, uh, why don't you invite the leaders of the parties first? Um, I can come on later, but let's let's hear what the leaders of the of the parties in the alliance have to say, and and then I can I can talk later because I'm not I'm not in this Tom as you know, um, I, you know I've had my well I've had two careers really if you think um, with, with head teacher and and the MP I I've I've been here to coordinate this and to and to chair it and to bring people together and I'm quite happy with that role and, and to nurture those young um leaders of these new parties because uh, they're the future and um and that's what i'm doing and i think that will be i hope a refreshing change for a lot of people that have seen these careerists um you know flip-flop and change their minds so many times on policy and what they actually do stand for so they stand for nothing um and so that that's what i think anyway no, I completely, completely agree. I had a really um, slightly off topic here, but last night I, I had quite an unpleasant experience on Twitter where I got kind of, I think they travel in packs, you know, these, um, they were, they were okay. and, and I, 
I don't want to be paranoid or get have conspiracy theorists, but it did seem a bit like, you know, they decided to get me. And it was it wasn't very nice, to be honest. And in the end, I just I, I, at first my initial reaction was. Uh, should I I know I'll be putting petrol on the fire if I answer back, but I couldn't stop myself. And, and it just went worse from bad to worse. And and I just felt all the time, look, you're saying all this stuff to me. I'm not going to change because my belief is my belief. I've been like this since I was a teenager. And, you know, I've watched politics all my life. And I know what the majority of it is about. Most of it is what I call, you know, politely crap. And, um, and so anyway, eventually I managed to keep my mouth shut and get out of it. But it was really, it really was unpleasant. I mean, so nasty and, and it's so unnecessary. And I think, again, that's another one of the big advantages that the left have got, you know, like Alexi says, you know, I mean, that was such a great little phrase. I, I wouldn't be able to repeat it verbatim, but it's all over the Internet. You know, this is about people that are, are OK and nice and polite and kind. And, you know, we're not here to try and, uh, you know, score a point or look good or, you know, for God's sake, if that's what it's about, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, would I? You know, this no, is no. I think, I think there's two things there for me, Tom. I think that social media, first of all, is um, I think can be brilliant. I mean, I really enjoy uh, Twitter. Have to have to be honest. I really enjoy it. I think it's a real community there, and there's lots and lots of positives I get out of it. If it's um, if it's treated appropriately and and how it how it should be um but obviously you get some people on there that are there to do damage and sometimes it is organized uh, the trolling i know is sometimes organized it hasn't happened to me too often but i can often predict when it's going to happen and when it's organized and it does leave you feeling devastated so that's where there is a danger to social media where you've got somebody who's vulnerable in particular maybe um and they target somebody who is is vulnerable and um it can it can get very nasty and it can be very damaging um and i think that's the downside of social media um i, I would agree with you um and the the other thing as well um for me i think that um the mood what you said about uh, we want to be nice to each other we want to be respectful and that's what the mood of uh, of pal is but i do think we need to learn a lot from 17 and 19 and how the left were in that we were very and jeremy in particular very forgiving of people who had been involved in that first coup of 16 and even brought them onto his front bench um and and he did that was the right thing to do um but i think the left have and and jeremy always models um that kind of behavior i mean he he is a saint as far as i'm concerned with things like that and the way he forgives um but um i i think the left have learned an awful lot and you can actually see it on social media um that the left sometimes go too far there are some people on the left where i don't like the language that's used they call me old-fashioned but i don't um i don't like the aggression sometimes but most people on the left are, are respectful, but they are fighting back and they're not taking it anymore. Um, and I think we've learned a lot on the left um, and, and learned, I've learned how the centrists that do troll you and it is organised sometimes are the nastiest of the lot. Uh, in my experience, they're the nastiest of the lot on social media. Um, and, uh, you know, when they get Labour staffers on, which I was I was being trolled by Labour staffers uh, a couple of weeks ago and a Labour councillor, uh, you do wonder um, when they say we're no threat on the left and who is this person kind of thing. If they're not worried, why are they having to do that? Um, so... Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, nobody could accuse us of not trying anyway, Tom, um, to fight for a better world and a socialist government. And uh, I'm going to keep on. I'm not going anywhere. 
and that you know that applies to probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people in this country, Thelma. And that's why, I mean, in a way, quite rightly, they should be worried because there's an awful lot of good people in this country who want a fair deal for everybody, and yeah, they do. Uh, and that's <laughs> I, they find <laughs> that very worrying. <laughs> Yeah, the the vast majority of people, I still believe in, in good in people um, um, and I'm not naive. Um, I can be quite cynical at times with what's happened in politics recently and, and in my teaching career too. Um, but, um, but I do believe that most people are good um, and want a positive outcome. Um, but at the moment, uh, what's taken over in politics, both in the Conservative Party and in some of the Labour Party um, uh, is not, uh, well, first of all, I don't think it's professional for a start in the way that they behave, um, but but um, some, are, I think, are downright evil, to be honest with you, Tom. <laughs> I think when you think of the impact on how they're behaving on the most vulnerable in our society at the moment, when we've come through COVID and everything else um and, and the pandemic or are going through the pandemic um and you think about the infighting and the um you know the concentration on their own careers um i just think it's just awful um so you know um Thelma, that uh, we, let's you know i don't talk too much about these people but we're gonna do it aren't we we've got us we've got to mention the state of politics right now and and you, sometimes I look at these people and they're powerful people and they've been given very powerful positions. Um, you know, that woman um, who made a speech, I think this morning, uh, or was on telly doing an interview or something and said, you know, she was asked about the 200,000 people that have left the Labour Party. And she just said, well, we're better off without them. And, uh, and if it's true, it's, this is horrific, but it's what's on Twitter that she said, you know, we're just getting rid of the stain of anti-Semitism out of the Labour Party. And I mean, I'm just disgusted by that because that's, you know, that's probably 200,000 really good people that they've just jettisoned. I, I, I haven't seen the interview, um, Tom, but I have seen some comments on social media about it. And um, I, I well, it's, it's hard to believe um, that somebody on the front bench would, would say that about members of their own party, whilst the same week or the, the day after, Labour have welcomed a Tory um, onto their benches, literally a Tory. I mean, you, you can see Tories moving to Liberals, Labour moving to Liberals, but actually crossing the floor from Tory to Labour says more about Labour actually than the Tories or the present Labour. Um, and um, to be welcomed, and I, I think the thing that really did upset me is I saw some members who were elected the same in 17 with me, who I used to work with, who were patting him on the shoulder and welcoming him. And I just thought you were elected on a Jeremy Corbyn and a, a democratic socialist manifesto um, and came in on that wave of socialism in 17. And you're now patting, not just any Tory. If you look at his voting record, it's hard, right? You know, and um, just, you know, on the um, Nationality and Borders Bill, um, not giving support um, to refugees, uh, just just awful. Um, and the fact he's been so outspoken, uh, outspoken and, and criticising the Labour Party uh, with some choice language, and people have been booted out of Labour for far less than that. And just the hypocrisy of it all, and the tokenism of it all, of we've got a Tory over on our benches, and lack of principle um, is just so depressing. And that's why having, having this, this People's Alliance uh, for me and working with such lovely people who, and we share those values and goals, and I'm hoping it's gonna grow, 
um, and we're going to stand candidates and the negotiations will have to take place of which party stands which candidate or maybe a candidate wants to be independent and the alliance might get behind them but that means we're pooling resources and you know unity strength so we'll, we'll have it we're small parties so far but we'll have each other's resources and skills and knowledge but it's not always about money is it it's about experience and skills and the people involved at the moment if you look at the age profile it's a real cross-section as well so we've got older people like me <laughs> and we've got really young people and um, so it's 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 really great um that, that we've got that um so um fingers crossed tom um that we can fill that vacuum um, that exists in politics and and that just brings some decency back um yeah. Because, you know, it gets me, often you get Tories and you get some of the front bench talk about decent people in politics. And we're just watching Westminster at the moment. And, you know, that's what they think of decent people on either side uh, of that chamber at the moment. I mean, obviously, there are people I know and, and I consider friends still who, who are in Labour, who've made that choice to stay. How they're doing it at the moment, I don't know especially after yesterday, but that's their choice. And I've said to you before, Tom, that if you're elected on a platform and you represent your constituents, it's not so easy just to, I mean, obviously it is for that Tory yesterday, but um, for anybody with integrity, it's not an easy thing um, to, to say, well, I'm, you know, you voted me in on this, this ticket and I've changed my mind and, and you know, I'm, I'm not no longer going to be Labour. So I think it's it's more than people think when you're an MP, if you have integrity. Yeah, it clearly is, because, uh, you know, I mean, when we had uh, Jeremy on and I was kind of thinking, oh, I really, I don't want to push this, but why the hell is he staying in the Labour Party? I mean, he, he's probably one of the most honourable guys I've ever had the privilege to speak to really so like he like you said earlier you know he, he, he goes the extra mile to try and get everything right and mm -hmm. um uh and he he's got this thing about the labor party and and everybody everybody on the left that's not in the labor party anymore kind of and this ties in with pal actually we kind of know that if if we had some big hitters from the left who would make that move it would be such a help in terms of the numbers. Yes. But they're not but, making that move. And so um, we have to do, we have to start to do something oh, ourselves. Yeah. With, with or without, we're, we're doing it. I mean, we've waited and, and now we're doing it. It's happening. Um, and I can't believe it, really. I'm really, I'm kind of excited, really excited. And also a little, you know, a, a little nervous, but, um, you know, we, we will go ahead and we will stand candidates. But if we did have somebody that was a kind of big hitter, as it were, it, yes, it, it, it would help. It would help. Um, and um, they would get that support. But it, it's a big risk. And uh, we'll wait and see. Um, and you know who knows, we, we may get we may get somebody who's high profile. And if you think about it, you you only need one. I mean, I don't like the Westminster setup and system as it is. Um, I, th I think Westminster is not fit for purpose. But while we've got the system we've got, look at the Greens. They've only got one MP, and they've got is it two in the House of Lords? They they did a really good um, job this week in in the Lords and in Parliament uh, addressing the. Um, police bill that was going through the Lords. Um, a very high profile on social media um, and, and, you know, fighting back. But um, one, one Green, if you think about the profile um, of Caroline Lucas um, for the Greens, um, with one MP, you, you can have one MP that can have a massive impact. Um, and it's small steps, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I believe at the next election, um, I mean, I have my issues with the Greens after how they behaved in 2019, with Joe Swinson, et cetera. But um, I, I do think that the Greens, it's possible that they could scoop up quite a few more seats, even, even with the first past the post 
um, system we've got at the moment um, because people are going to be looking elsewhere. I'm hoping they'll be looking at our alliance, um, but um, uh, who knows really? Um, well, the, the two main parties, well, <laughs> the Tories, you can't really say they can move to the right. But, well, they have actually, haven't they? Really, they have moved to the right. They're, they're unbelievable. But the Labour Party just continually drifts to the right. It's not, they haven't stopped yet, have they? Uh, well, they're going to scoop up those votes, um, you know, of, of people who voted Tory last time. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And I think that if you just look at the last by-elections, there's always a low turnout for by-elections, but it's dropping all the time. And the number of people that are choosing uh, not to use their vote um, is, I mean, it's a real threat to democracy. And of course, we've got this voter uh, photo ID coming in with the bill, the election bill that's just gone through. Um, that that a lot of people won't won't be able to vote. Um, so there's all that as well. So they, what they should be concentrating are those people who feel that their voices don't matter. Any any socialist party should be looking at those people who think, what's what's my vote worth? It's nothing. Nobody listens to me. Nobody helps me. Um, but they're not looking at that. They're looking. They've gone further right to say, right, those voters that voted Tory at, at red wall seats, I hate that phrase, it's a Tory phrase, but um, we want to scoop those votes back. And they've already lost Scotland, um, have Labour. And that's never talked about, <laughs> you know, all those seats that were lost in Scotland. Um, and they've done the same with the red wall. I mean, Jeremy, you know, was blamed in 2019 and lost it you know, we've got 80 seat majority and all the rest of it. But we've been losing vote share for years and years and years since Blair. Um, and it's never talked about because obviously we don't get that voice on mainstream media. Um, so, yeah, it's um, very interesting times, Tom. Well, um, Powell uh, hopefully will be the beneficiary of, of the drift to the right of the main parties. Uh, I mean, I, while you were talking there, I was thinking, you know, the... The reason that they don't try and pick up those votes of the people who, you know, on the downtrodden or whatever, they've got nothing to offer those people, really, have they? And, and uh, well, no, no VAT on the heating bills, Tom. It's going to change their lives. That you know, woman. when people are in dire straits, <clears throat> that's that's all they can offer. And we just keep getting these um, three-word slogans that are just meaningless really they just you think what well, I mean it's, there's been some more this morning and I'm thinking but what do you actually mean what are you going to do you know I mean just throwing out uh, respect you know and he forgot to say it the other day but you know <laughs> what what do you mean by that you yeah, know it's nothing. It's what is that part of your environmental policy and climate change policy? What what do you mean by respect? Are you talking about in education and discipline and behaviour management? What what are you talking about? You know, um, and the behaviour towards well, for example, if you if you give an example of I don't want to harp on about Jeremy, but the way he's been treated as a former leader of the Labour Party is that respect? I don't think so. So the irony of them using that word, you know, is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think I think uh, there's a huge uh, percentage of the population who totally get that that side of politics is a, is not for them, and and they also totally get that there isn't really anybody standing for them or shout or you know, well, Jeremy did um, and does. Uh, so hopefully that's where we'll step in. And, and, and I want to say also on behalf of the podcast, and I hope you don't mind Thelma, but we, you know, from the outset, we were both ex Labour Party and, uh, really from the outset, my whole thing has been, let's get something together. And, uh, so I have to say, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're moving in the right direction. And I'm also you know, you see, uh, there was a beautiful tweet on, on Twitter last night. This uh, lady, um, I meant to write her name down, something about foxes 
she's a, a anti-hunt and she does some good tweets and she was just saying you know something along the lines of rome wasn't built in a day you know we but we have to we have to make set it up and work hard and you know go for it and that's kind of how i feel now you know we this could be the start it'll be hard work and it'll be slow probably i i don't know it might not be but usually things are slow if you look at this podcast it's been very kind of steady as you go it hasn't been like instant stardom or anything like that um so i think with uh, the podcast though i don't know about you tom but you have to make a real commitment don't you um okay. I, I think i mean finding space uh for people in a day to to actually have that hour or whatever uh to listen it might be okay while you're running or doing something or whatever um but I, i'm on for, for just 15 minutes a day learning my italian with the duolingo and um, I, I have this owl that pops up on my phone and reminds me i haven't done my lesson and it's taking me all my time to fit that in at the moment so i think a commitment to a to a podcast is a big commitment um I'm, I'm you know i'm hoping more people will listen because we can update on what's happening with the uh, people's alliance and uh, and have more guests we've got more guests planned um uh, over this next few we've weeks got some good guests coming up we have i'm um, speaking of which i think um i'm, I'm hoping alex mays is uh, yeah, he, he, he just popped into the waiting room and popped back out again thelma uh, oh. so he'll, he'll be back in a minute i just was going to say about the guests obviously was when we first started the podcast, right while we were waiting for Alex to come, um, we had uh, some fantastically high-profile, well, socialist campaign group guests, really, all friends of yours, Thelma, and it was it was great to talk to them. I think we probably almost done ourselves in with those guys now by being so upfront about um, you know the Labour Party being a kind of almost a waste of space. Um, it puts them in a very compromising situation, doesn't it? Well, I think, um, I, I, no, I think, um, I mean, some of them would still come on to our podcast, but I think it says more about the culture and the ethos of the Labour Party now that people are concerned that they cannot speak their mind and that it, some of the things that they say might differ um, from the party line. Um, you know, all this about a broad church in Labour, when people um, feel intimidated to such an extent that they're frightened of saying something that doesn't exactly go. Um, but I mean, I'm still noticing that a few in the socialist campaign group are standing up in the chamber and and speaking um, at, to, uh, to a certain bill um, and against proposals, um, which are they've been whipped to abstain on. So they are challenging um uh, the labor whip um uh, and i think they're very brave to do it really i mean they get a lot of criticism at the moment but they are still making a stand um I, but you know i just couldn't do it if i was still in parliament there's I, i'd have been thrown out first week with this leadership I'd, I'd, I'd... it would have been fascinating to know <laughs> Thelma, really what it would you know i mean obviously this podcast wouldn't exist for a start but but you know <laughs> were you still an mp now whether you would be taking advice, you know, you don't forget you would be surrounded by other MPs of your kind of leaning who would be advising you and saying, look, Thelma, don't just keep your mouth shut for goodness sake, because when, when things do change, we'll need you and we don't, you know, we just don't cause any trouble. I mean, I don't know how the SCG talk to each other, but the, a couple of times on the podcast, once, once or twice, we've had they've been so careful and so guarded because they're so worried about getting it wrong. Um, and these are perfectly nice people who you imagine wouldn't take too much crap from anyone, but they are a bit cowed by their situation because... Well, it does feel like the ethos is, it, it, it is one of, um, based on, well, fear, I, I, you know, not that some in the SCG worry too much about that. I don't think this is what I was saying earlier. Um, but I think generally the ethos is, and I think something that um, I responded to somebody's tweet the other day um, about how you can get sucked in. You see, the thing is, I do have the privilege of understanding what it's like when you're in there. And you can get sucked in. I was only there two and a half years. 
But you do get used to the door being literally opened for you when you go into the chamber and being called mom. Um, and it, it does become, you go in the tea room and it's all very genteel. And uh, I mean, you're rushing from place to place all the time. I mean, it's not, but it is very, it's a very elitist really. And, yeah. and, the, and the parliamentary protocols um, and traditions actually make you think that it's all very pleasant and calm and uh, and it's all going on there you know and it takes you a while to understand that somebody who suddenly sits next to you who's not spoken to you before you suddenly realize they're going for a chair of a select committee or something and they want a vote <laughs> <laughs> and you suddenly find they you know they're sitting next to you and you think why are you talking to me all of a sudden and then you realize that they're lobbying you for a vote yeah. and I've never experienced anything like that before in education you know uh, and I'm very much a northerner out there saying it as a, I don't do that kind of thing I'd just go to somebody and say actually I want to be chair of so and so would you <laughs> you know um I wouldn't do all this how are you doing and <laughs> 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 I was thinking in a bit at first thinking why is this person talking to me like this they've never spoken to me before and then I saw, whatever committee's coming up and I thought oh that's why they were talking to me. <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah, so and... we're lucky to have a guest uh unexpected guest uh, uh leader of the breakthrough party Alex Mays and uh yeah I definitely want to ask him a few questions about how how uh, he thinks this is all going to proceed and and what I should do next um so yeah, nice to see you, Alex. Thanks for agreeing to come on. Um, yeah, it's very lovely, nice Alex. So it's very good of you to join us. Um, no, no, you're welcome. No, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, yeah. We thought we thought it was it would be good to to do something straight away because we haven't planned to do an episode uh, and record today. Uh, but with everything that's been happening with our People's Alliance and what's been happening um, with the Tory crossing the floor to Labour, we thought we really need to have a have a conversation about this so uh yeah yeah tom you've got questions for alex well, fun, funny thing is uh, you know all this big big deal stuff going on with the two main parties and as far as i'm concerned it's the the what's happening on the left could be so important or so uh such a big day for us that it almost puts that into perspective, doesn't it? All this crossing the floor and big dog and red meat and all this stuff. And you just think, well, you know, let them carry on doing that crap. You know, let's get down to doing something real and seeing if we can get something to happen here. And uh, I, I, it's quite refreshing for me, uh, this. And um, so thank you guys for getting it organised. Um, my questions are this, well, my big question, I, I already said to Thelma, I'm not actually in a party at the moment. Uh, I'm in an organisation, but it isn't politically, it isn't parliamentary. Um, and um, I'm just thinking now, you know, there's, at the moment there's a choice of four parties, because I'm keen on this idea. I've been working for this for, since I left the Labour Party, really. Um, so I've got a choice of four parties. Well, I, obviously not Northern Independence because I live in Devon. Um, and um, there's Breakthrough, which is, I, I'll tell you this now, I, I view as a young person's party, maybe wrongly. Um, there's... They're very Tom, because they're nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Northern Independence is at, geographically not me. There's Young People's Party. I'm clearly old. Um, there's um, who's the uh, Left Unity. I don't know much about um, that's... that. Party formed by um, Ken Loach. Um, that's right. You know, before Jeremy became leader uh, with Kate Hudson and Co. Um, so oh. yeah, that's that one. Right. And and how does Tusk fit into this? Because they're already a kind of umbrella organisation. I can I can almost see that they. Am I right there? Or are they an actual party? So they, so sorry, Thelma, do you want to come in there? 
Yeah, no, it's just that they're a coalition. They're already a coalition. So that it was the tricky discussion, really, because they are involved with um, different unions um, and, and they've been working for a number of years on this idea of a coalition. So that already exists. So they are the model, really, for, for an alliance already. Um, but they um, took up the invite I, I gave to say, we we're talking about an alliance, would you be interested? And they've been attending all our meetings and, and very supportive of what we're doing. Um, and I'm really pleased that they've signed up to the Memorandum of Understanding, which is this, what I was saying to you before, Tom, this broad brushstroke of shared a shared policy platform um, and these building blocks, if you like, of, uh, of our alliance. Um, so it's those shared values and policies which... Um, are so lacking in, I think, the two leading parties at the moment. So Tusk is part of that. And of course, we, we're hoping, we've got other people around the table in discussions at the moment. So we're hoping our alliance is, is going to grow. Absolutely, it will. Um, it's, oh, well, I'm just so chuffed. I mean, it's so good to have a bit of positive news, isn't it? Um, some you know like I was saying to Thelma earlier I had a bad time last night on Twitter and when I went to bed I was feeling like oh god there's no hope and uh, and I got up this morning and uh, this had happened and it was like yes thanks, this is brilliant um, yeah. um, I think it I, is I'm waiting now Tom for um, and I don't know about you Alex but I think there'll be an organised um, bit of a <laughs> backlash on, on, on Twitter when when the, some who who aren't in favour of our alliance uh, cotton on to it and uh, but we're ready for that and uh, we always try to be positive and uh, I was saying to Tom earlier Alex our, our discussions there's been challenging times in the meetings we've had over the past year but um, we, we've managed to be respectful and uh, and we found out what we do share and value rather than what we disagree on and we've come at it from that positive point of view. How are you feeling as, as leader of Breakthrough, um, one of the new newest parties? Yeah, so I'm feeling very positive about it. Like ever since I founded Breakthrough just over a year ago, um, I've always sort of said from day one that I wanted the left to work together and sort of find a way to do that. Um, in the past, I think historically, the left has famously been very bad at working together, whether that's in, you know, whether that's standing against each other in parliamentary elections, local elections, union elections, like there's been so many um, times where that's happened. Yeah. So from, you know, very early on, when it's had these conversations with other parties, like-minded groups and organisations, and it's sort of just, as you say, when, when we first, first started having these chats, it was almost at first sort of testing the waters and seeing where everyone stood. And I think it was quite, like quite quickly, I think we established common ground and quite quickly that sort of escalated, which I think was amazing. And I, I felt the same as you, Tom, yesterday with how yesterday was. Like it was very much a day of two halves for me because I, I, live, I live in Berry South constituency. So having, having seen um, Christian Wakeford, obviously, cross the floor and see what happens there it was quite like unbelievable I guess is probably the word like unbelievable in like in normal times this would be unbelievable but like even more so I think at the moment with everything that's going on and I think it, it very clearly showed that Labour are now a party that welcomes the right and expels the left and that's kind of their prerogative now which is, you know, it's such a shame. And like, you know, we saw Rachel Reeves this morning defending it um, and like lots of the shadow cabinet defending it and obviously welcoming, welcoming him with open arms considering his voting record, which is shocking. Like let's, there's no bones about it. Like with, in terms of his support for the policing bill, the nationality and borders bill, um, obviously ab abstaining on free school meals. Like this isn't a person that you traditionally think would be a Labour Party MP. Um, people are saying the defence that he's getting at the moment is that, oh, people change and like their views change. But I'm pretty sure one of these votes was like two or three, like a few days ago. So like, unless he's made a magical transformation that I'm totally unaware of, then, you know, like it's just, it's ridiculous. So obviously seeing all that happening was obviously very troubling. Um, but then we had the last meeting, you know, last night um with the rest of the groups involved and 
I think talks have progressed really well over the last, especially over the last couple of months or so. Um, and for me now, there's so much opportunity, like, you know, beyond not only with the parties that are so far involved, but the other groups that will hopefully um, get involved as well. I think there's so much potential for the left to work together. And I think it's the only way that we can actually win power as well in this country. And we need to be working, working towards that as, as a group, as a collective. Yeah. It's very much about the numbers, isn't it, really? I, I think that um, if, you, if we can get started and get the ball rolling and get those numbers up, up to something meaningful where people have to kind of factor us in as a, as, um, you know, some, something that has to be listened to or taken notice of. And uh, I think it's always going to be difficult when you're divided into small bits. And I can see that is still going to be a bit of a problem, but this is a good start, isn't it? To, to at least say, well, because I've seen some of those adverts that um, quite a few of the left groups put out where they put, there's, there's a nice kind of montage of all the sim, uh, you know, different organisations that are working together. And um, it, it's kind of nice. And, and, and so I think, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, hopefully people won't be cynical and they'll just get behind it get the thing rolling, get the thing growing, start to get the publicity and like you say, well, the enemies will give us publicity. That'll be great. We, you know, any publicity well, yeah. publicity. I, I would say our next steps will be looking at, at, at our social media and um, how we promote the Alliance. Um, there's an awful lot of work yet to do. Um, but the interesting thing is that individuals who've already approached me either directly, uh, DM'd me this morning or whatever, um, are saying, well, how do I get involved? And I said, well, you've got four parties there, just like you were saying, Tom, which one do I, you know, you've got four different parties, very distinctive, but with this shared uh, understanding and, and memorandum that's been put together and that shared policy platform. And you can make that choice because that political vacuum has been there for too long now. And we've been wet, on the left, we've had this waiting game. I mean, it's inspirational people like Alex um, who've, who've said, right, I'm going to form a, as he said to me a couple of years ago, wasn't it, Alex, now, you know, I'm going to form a new party. And I must admit, I've said this before, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like you do. And you did, Alex, and you've done it. And it's growing. And it's amazing. Um, and so it's it's young political leaders like yourself that we need uh, for the future. And that's why I'm backing you to the hill, especially if you stand as a candidate in the future, um, because um, we couldn't have anybody better um, uh, to represent democratic socialists. Um, so I think there is that choice now. It is a small and, and just emerging alliance but it is attempting to fill that political vacuum. And I think that's what, uh, I mean, it's so uplifting to look at the response to our social media this morning from socialists across the country. Uh, and yeah, we've got one or two that are going to carp and, uh, and you're right, Tom, they will say, well, what are you going to do? You're not going to win. But as I mentioned to you before, you know, the Greens have just got Caroline Lucas in in parliament but look at what she can do i mean i always agree with her but but the power of having somebody strong in parliament just one person can make a massive difference so if we can if we could just get one seat over the next few years that will make a difference and you have to start somewhere and i always quote look at the smp Look back in the 60s, I think Philip Proudfoot says they used to be considered as weird men in kilts, you know, it's kind of, um, and look at what they're doing now. Um, within the next two years, Scotland is likely to become independent. And uh, so I look at our alliance and I think, yeah, we've got to start somewhere. And uh, so I think that's that's really good. So, um, well, thank you for all you put, you're doing, Alex, because I know your work as well. You've got a full-time job. You do leading a political party and then managing a marathon. <laughs> I, I know. It's probably not the wisest idea, but I've always sort of made myself probably too busy. Um, but going back to the, the Alliance as well, I think it's like so important for people, you know, socialists to back it just purely because... We don't have time to wait for, you know, whether it's the socialist campaign group 
to decide to leave Labour, which I think a lot of us doubt will happen ever. Um, you know, obviously there's still questions around peace and justice projects and what will happen with them. And there's obviously people that are still grieving, I think, from what happened in 2019. And I totally understand it. Like I wasn't in the same boat as a lot of Labour activists, well, former Labour activists that were in the party for decades and have this emotional attachment to Labour, this sentimentality. Um, and I don't, I'm, I don't have that because I was only in the party for two, three years. But it's now time to like put put your energy into something that is going to be productive and is forward thinking and actually like we don't have time to waste ultimately. Like society is becoming more unequal by the day. The climate crisis um, again is is such a massive issue, and we can't just wait for something to happen. We have to be the change we want to see. Um, and that's why I kind of try and say to everyone is that we just we just can't wait anymore. We need to like take it into our own hands. And I hope that this alliance is very much the start of that. Um, so that's really important. As well as before, Tom, sorry, I didn't actually um, uh, mention about the party before as well, because I know you said it's youth led and it is youth led as well. Um, but it's not like it's by no stretch exclusionary of older people. Like we've got like members of all ages in the party, like from like 16 all the way up to like people in their like 70s and 80s. So who are helping shape it. So like, you'd be more than welcome if you wanted to come in. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of slightly joking when I said it was a young person. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great to talk, Alex, like that. I, uh, you're welcome to carry on. I mean, it is, it is such an, an urgent situation. This is not, you know, we haven't got time to mess about with tinkering with VAT and all this nonsense or messing about with party politics that says nothing. This is, uh, so yeah, lovely, and 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 thank you guys for for putting the effort in on this, um, and uh, let's give it our best shot. And uh, yeah, and 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 I'll tell I'll tell everybody now that as far as I'm concerned, this podcast is right behind this, and and uh, you know, I mean, we we don't have a great lot of uh, clout, but. It's um, we'll help all we can. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Thelma agree with that too. Yeah, I think we've all got to use our platform, no matter how small it is, um, because it all builds up to something bigger. Um, and um, so I think we we just keep going. And uh, and if you believe in what you're doing, as we do, um, and have the right values and principles, then um, I, I do have hope. Um, and it's your generation, Alex, that I, I have hope in, because I think. Um, I think we're seeing young people uh, actually now challenging and questioning uh, the status quo in, in Parliament and in Westminster. Um, and hopefully a lot of them will, will join our alliance. So uh, thanks That's very much. That's what we want, isn't it? That's what we want. Like without hope, we've got nothing. So we've got to hold on to that. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, uh, what made me sort of start the party was that lack of hope. Like I had no nothing to... I had no optimism in the future and what was happening politically. And like politics does affect everything, um, whether you like it or not. Not everybody's brave enough, Alex, to do what you did. Um, not everybody of your age in particular is brave enough. A lot of people do a lot of ranting on social media and there's the keyboard warriors and there's all what's wrong with everything and what should be happening. But they don't actually... Uh, well, they're not proactive. They don't actually do anything. Um, and uh, we can all do our bit, but you've not just done a bit, you've done a lot, um, as have the other, uh, Philip Proudfoot and the other leaders of, of the other parties that are involved in campaign groups. So um, uh, immense respect for, for what you're doing and others are doing. Um, Thank you. No, I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Alex. It's been brilliant. And, and uh, yeah. uh as always, lovely to talk with you, Thelma. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. Be back, uh, we'll get this podcast out as quick as we can. And um, we'll be back again. Well, before too long, we've got a cracking guest for our next podcast. I, I can't yeah, have... remember her name. Naomi, is it? Naomi, yeah. But we'll, yeah. we'll be on in a couple of weeks with yeah, that. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, um, so yeah. great to talk to you all. And I'll leave you just with a, a short uh, quote from Helen Keller. Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Solidarity. <laughs>